The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The, the CFL is unfairly maligned for lack of loyalty and player turnover. We saw it with the NFL last year in the quarterback carousel. Now the NHL. When you sit back and watch the games, no matter the league, you get over it pretty quickly, don't you? You do, but you still don't have that identity with the players. Like Players that bounce around from team to team to team to team to team don't have an identity and don't build that real core fan base. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show on this Tuesday, right? Thankfully, for now, we have no breaking news. We have no breaking news yet. But we just set sail. We've just left the harbor from your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Now on television, Game Plus Network. Now on radio, WQEE 99.1 FM and your favorite podcast platform. And we're live streaming on YouTube. Let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. Darren, I have so much to get to. <clears throat> I'm glad. Hey, they're already commenting. You don't have the comments up like I do. You leave that to me. But they're already commenting yeah. on on what I, on our poll question today. So listen, you just sit tight. I'll tell folks, <clears throat> big CFL day today. Another big football day today, although we do have some great hockey topics to get to. But Mark Stephen, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders, is going to be with us in hour one. Mark Stephen. And Canadian Football Hall of Famer Nick Lewis is going to be with us as well in hour two. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Let's uh, let's go. Because, yeah, buddy, I'm going to be, I'm going to be deferring moose to your football acumen here on point one i'm really interested to get your take on monday night football the tuesday morning quarterbacks likely have many questions for denver broncos coach nathaniel hackett about his late game clock management and decisions after the host seattle seahawks defeated russell wilson and hackett's denver broncos 17 16 on monday night football Geno Smith threw two first-half touchdown passes. Denver fumbled twice on the one-yard line in the second half. And Brandon McManus missed a 64-yard field goal with 20 seconds to go. Denver faced fourth and five at the Seattle 46. Had three timeouts left, but the Broncos ran time off the clock. And then Hackett called timeout, took Russell off the field, attempted that field goal, which, if made at 64 yards, would have been the second-longest field goal in NFL history. Need I remind you, this was Nathaniel Hackett's head coaching debut in the National Football League, and his team lost. It couldn't have been a worse night for Russell Wilson, who was booed from warm-ups, intro onto the field, and left as the losing quarterback. What do you have to say, Moose, about the way Nathaniel Hackett conducted himself in the last 90 seconds of that football game? I don't know what he was doing. 
I don't know what he was doing. He's a smart guy. He was probably a great coordinator. But as a head coach, you have to make these decisions. And, and you know, he went all in on, okay, we're going to run this clock out. We don't want to give um, Seattle any time on the clock right at the end of this football game. But I looked up at the TV and I'm like, where did the time go? What are you doing? You had over a minute to play with. There should have been lots of time. You were moving the ball pretty well. You had done some really good things. But then to be confident enough to go and kick a 64-yard field goal, yeah, he missed. The chances were low, but I mean, they they bumbled that away last night, and that was a mistake. Can I just be devil's advocate for one second? I don't profess to be a football coach. I've never been a football coach. I don't want to be one. I don't want to be one. But what if he made the field goal? Because he didn't miss by much. What if he did? Is he the biggest genius ever, and he's going to win the coach of the year for having the balls to make this decision? Does anybody think of it that way or no? Or is that just a hockey guy completely over his head in this discussion? No, if he makes it, then you think the ball's on Nathaniel Hackett, man. And you like the gunslinger. But what happens with the gunslingers that take all these opportunities, it catches up to you eventually. So it wouldn't be this week. It would be next week or it would be another week. All it would do is it would give him a few good headlines this week if you keep making decisions like that. But uh, hey, he did. He almost made it. He gave his team a chance, I guess. Well, yes, and uh, there's Seahawks fans that are asking me for an apology today because I said that they were going to lose. I'm not apologizing. You guys said that he was they were going to win by seven, and they didn't. They won by one, and Pete Carroll's jumping around. And I like Pete Carroll. He's the coolest 70-year-old around. But you didn't win it, Pete, in Seattle. Denver lost it. So cool it. Pipe down. Um, I'll say this because I look at everything from a broadcasting angle. Did I mention that I don't? Want to be a football coach, nor general manager, nor quarterback. So what do you guys just do what you think's best? And if it doesn't work out enough times, you'll be fired. What I look at it from is the Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Uh, how much were you looking at that? Because I watched all the pregame. I watched all the commentary. I watched Joe Buck on in the morning on ESPN Get Up. He was just so happy to be there. They were like kids oh, on the know. first day of school. It's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, even Troy. And he's my boy. Troy said, I've been doing this for 21 years now, and this is a highlight of my career. He's done color longer than he played. I just think it's awesome. And I, to see, it's, it's, it's just funny because Jack Buck, have we not talked about him? Didn't he call three sports in three different cities on three back-to-back nights to back? Like, you would think that he had the best job ever. No, 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 no. He wants Monday Night Football, and I hope that he never leaves the booth. And for that matter, Troy, too, because it does just feel right. And when I say I look at everything, I'm moving on to point two here right away, which is our Stanley Cup final prediction, and then a whole whack of CFL stuff today. But I'm I'm just, broadcasting's my passion. That's what I want to do. That's why I've never left it, to get into scouting or being an agent or all the other opportunities that I've had or work in front offices, I like the broadcasting. And this morning I was listening to WQEE, Rhino Radio, on his morning show. And I told you that I would do an imitation of Ryan today and give him a (laughs) shout-out, because they're listening right now on WQEE, 99.1 FM, your home of Southern sports and talk. And he comes on the air, Ryan O'Radio. What a name, man. What a name. His real name's Ryan O'Neill. But, but he's like, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all my fans and followers and to my haters. And then nothing. He didn't say anything. 
So I wrote him. <laughs> it's nice to be on the same station in Atlanta as WQEE. And I'm like, who could not like you, Ryan? Who c- you have haters? I understand, I think, that I have haters, but I don't listen to them. I certainly don't acknowledge them or give them shout-outs. So anyways, yeah, that's the stuff that I'm into. Not second-guessing yeah. a rookie head coach. I've never been in that position before. And if they make the kick, he's a hero. So let's move on to point two. The viewer yesterday or listener said, Rod, Rod, what's your Stanley Cup final prediction? And to be honest with you, two teams popped into my head. But I'm like, ah, I want to sit back and think about this for a second before being hasty. So I'm asking the viewers about an hour ago, I put it on Twitter, who are your Stanley Cup final combatant predictions? And mine haven't changed. In 24 hours, they haven't changed. And they're not a lot different from last year. And this isn't really the homer pick. My teams to be in the Stanley Cup final are the Florida Panthers and the Calgary Flames. And before you check my temperature, which (laughs) it is pretty hot, but (laughs) I'm serious. They're two pennant winners from last year. They won their divisions, both of them, and both suffered untimely second-round playoff defeats. And what do we say? You got to learn to lose before you know how to learn how to win. Ask the Colorado Avalanche. Ask the Tampa Bay Lightning. You got to get kicked in the pills enough before you really, you want to, you hate losing more than you love winning. And I would suggest the Calgary Flames have had a belly full of that. So too have the Oilers. And I saw Connor McDavid coming out and saying that they got a lot of work to do uh, heading into the season. I'm glad to hear him say it because every team's got a lot of work to do. But for me, it's the Florida Panthers and the Calgary Flames. And I mean it. And we're going to be broadcasting out of both markets for the foreseeable future. So it's not just because I'm going to be there and in the press box in both arenas. I believe in the teams. Florida and Calgary. What are yours? I'm going to go with Colorado and Carolina for the Stanley Cup. I think the Avalanche are, are, I mean, obviously, you know, they're the defending Stanley Cup champions. There's not a lot of turnover on that roster. Little switch in goal, but that won't change anything for the for the Avs. And their window is just open. They're right in the middle of their window. So I think they're there. And then Carolina is intriguing to me. You look at who they've added. They added Andre Kasha from the Leafs. They added Max Pacioretty. They added Brent Burns, right? The only real loss they have is they lost Max Domi. Right. And Max Domi wasn't lighting the world on fire. The only question I have around the Hurricanes is in goal. And if Freddie Anderson's the guy in goal, we know he's got ability, but can he stay healthy and can he put it together in the playoffs? All the talents there, the coaching is there, the culture is there. So I, I think this is maybe Carolina's year. Uh, I like it. Uh, Serena, by the way, I asked her predictions, Colorado and the New York Rangers. So write it down. And I'm smiling, folks. I'm smiling because the comments are coming in from the viewers. We're going fast, and I don't usually sprinkle in comments, sprinkling comments from the viewers here in this uh, particular portion. But I will because, again, everybody's in a good mood. Um, I know I certainly am. And, but they're hung up a little bit on our point one and the poll question, which, silly me, I got ahead of myself. It is for Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center. Capital has dealerships all across the prairies and the state of California. Would you boo a franchise legend? So let's just beep, 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 back up the truck a little bit here and go back to point one. I should have spent more time on this. I thought it was insidious. 
that they boo Russell Wilson when he came out onto the field. And clearly you watched it. Not only did they show it once live, they replayed it again, even before kickoff. And then when he came out for their first series, they're booing him again. And so I had a back and forth on Twitter. You might have seen it with our good friend Zig Fracassi from Sirius XM NFL Radio. And I said, why on earth would they boo Russell Wilson? How tasteless. And I'd love to hear from you, Seattle and Seahawks fans. And I see Kevin is watching in Airdrie. Who's guarantee- he's the medium who's predicting that the Seahawks will make the playoffs. He did call a win last night. The guy knows what he's doing. He does. But I don't think you should boo anybody. And over 70% of our respondents on Twitter, from what I see here, have said they would never boo a franchise great, whether he's playing for you or against you, whether he's come in with another team. I've had Rough Rider fans write me and say, Rider fans booed Lancaster when he played for the team. And they've booed, their own, they've booed their own quarterback, Cody Fajardo. But I'd like to think that's just a Saskatchewan thing. And I'll, Jim Peterson, 101, my dad, he said, you cheer as loud as you want and as loud as you can for your own team, but I better not ever catch you booing the other team. You just, that's something you don't do. I can't imagine what this world would be like if everybody had a father like Jim Peterson. But I, I <clears throat> over 70% say no. So if that's 30% of people in Lumen Field last night in Seattle, still made a lot of noise. It was very audible. How did you feel? And I'll get into more as to the, why they booed him, but what, how would you vote on that question? Yeah, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't boo, that's for sure. I, you, know, I, you know, I probably don't cheer really loud unless it's Tom Brady going back into New England, you know, and you won your six Super Bowls. He did win your Super Bowl. But I would have had a very, I would have, you know, very respectful applause, just a nice thank you, and then get to the game. You know, but I, you know, we were in LA at the Super Bowl, and I remember taking a couple Uber rides, and, and one of my Uber drivers was from Seattle, a transplant from Seattle, and I said, "So, what do you think? What side are you on, Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson?" He said, "Oh, Pete Carroll." He didn't even have to think about it. He said, "I'll be happy to have a quarterback that can see over the line of scrimmage." So he was um, the, the. It was the temperature of Seattle that I think they were ready to move on, and and I don't know why because that team hadn't been good for a while, and here comes Russell Wilson in. He didn't win an MVP, but he was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He won you a Super Bowl. Yeah, I thought they would have applauded and been respectful. Uh, so for those that have just joined us and start spreading the news, the RP Show is live on YouTube right now, Game Plus Television. Maybe you're listening to the replay on WQEE in Metro Atlanta, wherever you are. Start spreading the news. Like, it, like the show, subscribe, do all that stuff on YouTube. It would help us out a great deal. Um, Mike in Toronto says, nobody is above being booed in sports. Get over yourselves. LOL. Mike, then you've never been booed. And that's one of the things that I see about people in this society is a distinct lack of empathy. And if you don't have it, you can't really go get it. I think you're either born with it or you aren't. So I've been booed, and I'll tell you that story in a second as to why. But Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, good morning, everyone. Not sure why they would boo him. He got them to a Super Bowl, did he not? He got them to two and won one. And if not for boneheaded play calling, he would have won two Super Bowls. Jason and Red Deer, booing is so tasteless and classless. I would never boo any player, not even Corey Perry. LOL. (laughs) So... Um, just this, I know it's small potatoes in a lot of ways, but one thing you've learned, Darren, working with me in, in when I talk about the recovery stuff that I do, the feelings are the same. It's just to scale. 
So yeah. when I left the Prince Albert Raiders to go to Regina to be the voice of the Pats, it was the job that I always wanted. It was my dream job. They didn't like it very much in PA. Not at all. As a matter of fact, when I told the general manager of the radio station that I was resigning to go to Regina, he swore at me and said, F you. Just so you know. So when I went back, I know that that happened. Well, when I went back into PA with the Pats, now and at the risk of sounding like G-Roy Simon, I was loved in PA. And I loved them. So it hurt them that I left. And that rink the uh, Communiplex, they started first game. Roddy, Roddy. And they all start. Yeah, they did. Oh. <laughs> you look surprised. Yeah, like That's it's incredible. a little, there was. Yeah, it happened. Um, Mike in Toronto says, I've played in rock bands for years, bro. I've been booed. Well, maybe that's because you sucked. <laughs> Who boos a band unless they're bad? How about that? And not just bad. You got to be really Hello? bad to get booed off the stage. <laughs> you got to be really bad. Anyways, when we come back, more on this talk. I knew it would be a hot button topic. Oh, man, I'm starting to sound like I spent on the morning on the phone with football guys. Rod, Rod, here's the thing. <laughs> that was this morning. I'm starting to talk like them. A lot uh, of CFL when we come back. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV network. You're listening on uh, YouTube and WQEE 99.1 F. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. 
That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. RP show continues on another beautiful day here in the south. And I see a lot of talk about fall has sprung in the north. Enjoy, 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 enjoy. And I appreciate uh, Mike in Toronto. He's being a good sport. When I said you got booed, maybe because you sucked, you rock, man. He's written in Moose and goes, maybe I do. With a embarrassed face emoji. We're talking about Russell Wilson getting booed on Monday Night Football and his return to Seattle. And from some of our viewers, Arlen Bruce the third, AB, a Canadian Football League great, which is a wonderful segue into our next topic. He says, I remember getting booed. I just imagine, just imagine them saying, Bruce. <laughs> Fair. <clears throat> I remember a few years ago, I was at a Dolphins game when Adamic and Sue was playing here, and I didn't know what they were booing or what they were suing <laughs> initially. Like, why are they booing? What? Sue. Okay, I get it. Todd watching in Red Deer, Alberta, which is smack dab between Edmonton and Calgary. Todd says, hey, Rod, great shows as always. I believe the Rough Riders are going in the wrong direction organizationally. Thus, the board and president need to be changed. And then pick a GM. The GM picks the coach and quarterback. Again, great show. Glad to see you guys expanding the viewership. Just one more thing on Russell Wilson getting booed on Monday Night Football. Somebody wrote in here and said, comparing it to Gary Bettman, uh, it's B.W. from Edmonton, says, will Russell Wilson be booed like Gary Bettman has been his whole career? This is what they're not understanding, Darren. It's totally different. The Bettman thing started in the 90s when he was screwing over Canadian NHL teams. That's why. And I fully endorsed Bettman being booed for that because he made it impossible for Canadian NHL teams in the 90s. But then he realized the Canadian fans are paying the freight for the National Hockey League, so he did a quick about-face but nobody really realized that and continued to boo him. Russell Wilson, from the player's perspective, and I'm not comparing this to any of my life, but I've seen a lot of the franchise greats with both in pro football and hockey go back into that bar. Look at Gretzky. He got booed when he went back with the LA Kings for the first time in 88. The player's looking at it going after everything I've done for you, all the sacrifices I've made, and believe me, the great sacrifice, everything, and you're going to boo me? F you. Russell Wilson and Gary Bettmer, not even in the same stratosphere in terms of being booed. You see, you see where I'm coming from here. I lost his audio. Does everybody have Darren? No, just me. Darren, your audio has cut out. So uh, Jack Fulton watching in Vulcan, Alberta says, how about Alex Singleton with 15 tackles for the Broncos tackling machine? Love the engine on number 49. 
Back to you, Moose. You see what I'm saying? Russell Wilson and Gary Bettman are not even in the same universe in terms of being booed. I can't believe anybody would make that comparison. No, they're not in the same stratosphere at all. I mean, there should be respect for Russell Wilson. And, and you know, as the player coming back in, you know, you kind of wonder, am I going to, like, should I get a video tribute? You know, maybe there'll be a moment during the game where they'll recognize what, you know, I did to this franchise or for this franchise and the contributions I made. And, you know, he was there for, I don't know, a decade, a long time. Over. You know, and yeah. over a decade. Yeah. And, you know, um, was the, he was the identity of that franchise. And I know it didn't yes. end well, but still, there should be some sort of tribute. And, you know, it shouldn't have to wait until he retires and goes into the ring of honor and all of that. It should happen. It should have happened last night. Well, I deal with a lot of players post-career, and it's very tough for them. And this is where I will compare it to myself after 23 years at my last place of employment, and then to have it end the way that it does. It's like, <laughs> why did I work so hard? Why did I put so much into it? Why did I sacrifice everything? If this is how it's going to end and be treated to come back. And that so... I think that's why it happened to me, to be able to help these players. Russell Wilson didn't deserve that. Now, having said that, uh, Zig Fricasse, kind of, this guy works in the NFL full-time. He goes, there's a little more to it than this, to the story than this. There's behind-the-scenes stuff, and Russell Wilson wasn't getting along. I don't know all that. But I also know that relationships sour. And rather than continue to pound a square peg into a square hole, sometimes it's best for everybody just to move on. See Tom Brady, New England. How's that working out, Bill? Anyways, to the Twitter response uh, from our viewers, we were asking the Stanley Cup predictions for the final from our viewers. From some, some people, they're, in, they're sipping on Grandpa's cough medicine a little early, Moose. Vern... Fecto on Twitter says, the Winnipeg Jets versus the Tampa Bay Lightning said no one ever. Ryan in New Jersey says, Flames Rangers, as much as it pains me to say it as a Devils fan. Xander, well, Ryan's in Saratoga, New York, which reminds me, I met a guy. Actually, I knew the guy for a while. But he's from Albany. I got his number, Moose. I'm putting his number into my phone the other day outside the gym. And I'm like, what area code is this? I think it's 418. He goes, Albany. And he's that guy that said, you're just like Rush Limbaugh. I have no idea what you're talking about, but it's so <laughs> dang entertaining. That was the guy. Um, Xander says Bruins Oilers. Ian and Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, says Penguins Oilers. A lot of votes for the Oilers here. Uh, from my son's dad on Twitter, he says the St. Louis Blues and the Carolina Hurricanes. I've got the Blues picked to miss the playoff. But you, uh, they, by the way, signed Jordan Cairo today to a long-term extension. NHL All-Star, good move there by St. Louis. I could be completely out to lunch. But I think the Central Division is the most difficult in the National Hockey League for this season. It wasn't last year, but I believe it is now. And that's why I think there's no way the Winnipeg Jets even make the playoffs, let alone get to the Stanley Cup. Okay. First, a word from our sponsor, Edo Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. I can't wait to get back to Canada and have me some Edo Japan. For those that feel the need to know, the RP Show will be returning to Canada 
this fall. In time for the NHL season. We're only on point three. Bo Bichette hit a two-run homer in the eighth inning as the Toronto Blue Jays rallied past the visiting Tampa Bay Rays 3-2. Bichette also had an RBI single for Toronto hours after he was named American League Player of the Week. In San Francisco, rookie starter Spencer Strider struck out nine over five innings but allowed a season-high nine hits as his winning streak ended at four and the Atlanta Braves missed a chance to gain ground in the NL East falling 3-2 to the Giants. Moving on to the Canadian Football League. I know many of you have been waiting for that. And to that one football guy I was talking to in Mississippi this morning, it just, it just continues <laughs> ringing in my head. Now, right, here's the thing. You have to understand something with these Jones guys. What did I say yesterday about the people that were just, they refused to see things the way that they are? Some people took that to mean that I meant all Ryder fans were that way. I didn't, just certain. I said, I'm that way about Cody Fajardo. I was that way about Darian Durant. I can't see the faults. And that's why I will never be a coach or a general manager. Don't want to be. Because I just, I'm loyal to the end. If you're in, you're in. Yeah. These guys are that way with Chris Jones, is my point. And I, and I am too. Very early on, when Chris Jones came to Saskatchewan, I was told by one of his guys, with Jones, you're either inside the wall or outside the wall. And I said, well, what do I got to do to prove that I'm inside the wall? He goes, just be you. Just be you, and Jones, he'll recognize that, and you're good. And that's exactly what I did, and we're good. But those Jones guys, they feel, well, Edmonton's sucking right now. They're not going to suck forever. And I could sit here and talk about Edmonton for a long time with you. And by the way, coming up next segment, Mark Steven, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders. But the CFL power rankings are out, Moose, and I want your take and the viewers as well. Tell me if you go along with these, because frankly, I don't. Number one, Winnipeg. Obviously, we can all agree with that. Number two, Calgary. I'm okay with that. Number three, the Toronto Argonauts. Number four, the BC Lions. And as that football guy said this morning, BC, without Nathan Rourke, they're done. Forget it. So there's no way BC could or should be ahead of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for fourth. They can't win without Nathan Rourke. It's proven. Now, Sass lost six of eight, two. They're fifth. They can't win with or without Cody Fajardo. Did we figure out yet if it's the flu or the Mexican restaurant? Did we get to the bottom of that? What was it? Why, why did they lose the banjo bowl? Was it the burrito? Okay. Point six. Or the sixth team, Montreal Alouettes. Seventh, the Ottawa Red Blacks. Eighth, Chris Jones, Edmonton Elk, and nine, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. These guys have the Tiger Cats as the worst team in the ZFL. You said they got the second best coach. Are you willing to change that, or where are we on that today? I'm okay on that still. I don't know about signing, I don't know what second best coach, but um, I'm still, you know, it's one down year, no quarterback play. You know, I still think Orlando Steinauer is a good coach, see if he can get them out of it next year. But this is this is weird, man. This is one of the most weird storylines in the CFL. You know, coming into the season, you had a lot of people on the betting sites at Bet Regal putting money down on the Tie Cats to get back to the Grey Cup and get over the hump. Yep. Right. And yeah. Now they're last in the power rankings. And here's the thing for BC. You know, they've had a great year. They deserve to be at the top of the standings. They've earned that. You mentioned they can't win without Nathan Work. Power rankings are about telling you who's the best teams in the league today. Now. Today. Yeah, now. And and when I go to the betting lines, 
one should be favored over two and two should be favored over three and vice and all and so on down the line. The BC Lions won't be favored uh, over many teams right now without Nathan Rourke at quarterback. So to me, they're in the bottom half of the league with the potential to get right back up. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Well, and that's uh, so from our viewers, uh, for one, Tank Abbott, whom you met in Esteban, he's watching from the Energy City, he says if the Riders lose to the Elks Friday, they need to be in the basement. From Jack Fulton, Cody Fajardo is an elite quarterback on the right team. The guy is continually running for his life. And that's the thing. I talked to that football guy in Mississippi today, and we're like, where is Bo going to go? He's not going to go to Saskatchewan. He, he's not going to make Saskatchewan win. Saskatchewan's problems are not at the quarterback position. But they are in Hamilton and maybe even Ottawa if they wanted to salvage a season. And that's, again, why, and I thank you, Mark, or uh, Clark, for getting Mark, Stephen, because I want to get to the bottom of this Bo Levi situation for as much as Mark knows. And you know that Mark's going to be honest about it. I just think that Bo deserves more than to be on the sidelines watching two guys ahead of him now, ostensibly. Uh, what am I doing here? Um, it's one thing to say, yeah, we got two quarterbacks, but neither Carson Wentz nor Nick Bowles were Michael Vick or Donovan McNabb. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Neither got a 1A and 1B or a 1. And where, what is Bowl with that? Anyways, um, that's about all that I had for now. Do we? Is Mark logged in? Okay, so yeah, I will get to a sports update in the last segment of this hour. We're going to go to Calgary next. The voice of the Stampeders, Mark Stephen, will be with us. I'll see you in hour two, Moose. Maybe. See you then. All right, it's the RP Show. It's on Game Plus Television. We're live across Alberta and BC on TELUS Optic Television Channel 924. Sask Tom Max and Sask Bell MTS Cable in Manitoba. Rogers Koji Co. in Ontario. East Link Videotron and Rogers in Quebec and Eastern Canada. Also live streaming on YouTube. And on the radio, Metro Atlanta, 99.1 FM WQE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP Show continues on what's uh, turning into a big football day. Breaking news, I'm ringing the bell because... By virtue of the world of social media, I just learned that Corey Chamberlain, Mark Stephen, and my good friend, has joined the staff of Heinz Ward of XFL San Antonio, just announced on Instagram via via Chain. So uh, maybe we can talk about Corey Chamberlain, but we brought Mark Stephen on, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders from AM 770 CHQR Calgary. Mark, I appreciate you coming on, giving us the time to explain what's going on with the Calgary quarterback situation. You know how it looks from the outside, right? <laughs> Saturday night, yeah, you no, had Jake. As a matter of fact, go. You know what I'm going to ask? What is the current and future position, uh, quarterback position, have in store for the Calgary Stampeders, do you think? 
Well, right now it's Jake Mayer's job, so uh, he's going to take this team as far as he can, provided his play stays at the level it's at. I know the obvious question is, will they trade him at the trade deadline, him being Bo Levi Mitchell? That deadline is October the 5th, which is, you know, not too far away. My uh, feeling and gut feeling as of today, maybe it'll change between now and then, but I don't think he'll be traded. I think he'll remain the number two quarterback or three, but on the roster, there's a bunch of reasons for that. Number one, this is a good team. Winnipeg's the favorite to win it. I get it, totally. But who's best positioned to knock off the, the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers? It's probably the Calgary Stampeders with their current roster. I know the hockey comparison comes in where a player who's on an expiring contract is dealt for first-round picks and two or three players, you know, that happens. doesn't work that way in the CFL with the limited salary cap. And, you know, draft picks are important but do you get a game changer right off the bat with a first round pick? The answer in most cases is no. You may get a really good solid pro for years on end, but do you get a game changer right off the bat? Generally, no. So I think he stays. Uh, he's not handling it. He's handling it as well as could be expected. Is he happy? No. But uh, this is where we are, and I think uh, this is the way it's going to stay. Well, it's not a distraction, and I give Bo kudos for that. He has not made it yeah. a distraction. I think he's handling it as well as could be. I don't think I could handle it as well. Now, but tell me, Saturday night in Edmonton, I didn't see it because I was at a college game here, Florida Atlantic University. Did Bo even see the field? Because Tommy Stevens finished off four drives. Uh, what was Bo's yeah. role Saturday night in Edmonton? Watch. That was it. He, they wanted Tommy Stevens to get some meaningful snaps. He's been the short yardage guy, and he did it really well with four touchdowns. But they wanted him to get some meaningful snaps in the offensive situation. Bo's going to play again sometime this year. I don't know exactly when. Listen, they got to be positioned too. Should something happen to Jake Mayer? I mean, the Stampeders are playing a team, consecutive games that lost a number one quarterback and is scrambling to find an experienced number two. Maybe Vernon Adams will fill in for the BC Lions. So far, he hasn't done it, but maybe he will. Uh, the Stampeders have a ready-made, experienced backup quarterback should they run into trouble. That's another reason to keep him around. No, he's not playing where he was, but if they need him, if he's called upon, he's ready to be plugged right back in. Well, it's, you can see why it would be a topic of debate around the league, Mark, because oh, yeah. it doesn't seem to make doesn't make a lot of financial sense to have Bo potentially be number three. But on the flip side, as one of the viewers said, Jason and Red Deer, the Stamps are winning. You can't fall Dicky for for what he's done. So it kind of oh. depends on how you look at it, right? <clears throat> yes, I agree, and I, I I get it. I understand where that comes from. But what? Let's just look at the finances. He makes a lot of money because at the time he signed the deal, the Saskatchewan and Toronto were pursuing him, and he signed a big ticket with the Stampeders, as he should have. He's one of the highest-paid players in the league, as he should be. But um, for somebody to pick him up for the last four or five games, whatever it is, they'd have to clear a lot of salary cap space. Who's prepared to do that? I don't know. Uh, obviously, they'd be players in exchange. <laughs> Number two, there's no advantage to the Stampeders. He's vested as a ten-year veteran. You know, six-year veterans after the ninth game are guaranteed for the balance of the season. So there's no advantage to the Stampeders if they, you know, choose to sit them or whatever. Uh, they're paying him for the rest of the year unless they can trade him. Uh, you know, and I don't think there's anybody that's uh, got that kind of salary cap room, at least as of this minute. So I'm with you. Um, Ottawa or Hamilton, I think, would be the only le logical landing spots, and that's if they want to trade him at all. And uh, But I did realize in my time in Calgary, Mark, the healthy amount of respect that Dickinson and John Huffnagel have for Bo. This couldn't have been easy oh, for yeah. them. Before we move on, no. yeah, this couldn't have been easy for them. Yeah. 
Oh, no. I'm sure they agonized over it. But, uh, you know, given their experience and track record of success, you know, it's uh, something I'm sure they agonized over. But it's the right call. If they don't think he's got it, it's the right call. And uh, their track record suggests that. You know, just one thing I will say, and I understand where the trade talk might come from. Uh, you know, John Huffnagel has never been shy about making the big move. I mean, uh, barely a year after winning the MOP, he traded uh, Henry Burris away. Uh, he's also uh, parted ways with Charleston Hughes, Jawan Simpson, others when he felt their time had arrived, or maybe even a little before their time arrived. So he's not shy about making the big move and keeps the team's interest in hands, as do all guys, I guess. But he's uh, had a track record of doing it. But no, this was not easy. And, you know, there are some people that are disappointed in the sense that they... Bo Levi's time with the Stampeders may be ending on this note, but he's still one of the most respected and greatest Stampeders ever, and nothing's going to change. You just know those other teams, you mentioned that, they'll have a shot at him in the offseason if uh, the Stampeders choose not to re-sign Mitchell or he chooses to move on. Well, as Wally said about Bo, you mentioned those other players, but Wally said, Bo's special. And he never even yeah. coached Bo. <laughs> so that tells you oh, what Wally that. sees. Now, you mentioned the future of Bo. Do you see him signing elsewhere somewhere or just calling it a career moving into television or even maybe going to the XFL because they have a team in his backyard of Katy, Texas there in Houston? Yeah. So he can go back and win another high school title like he did, 5A title. Um, can I see him? That's a great question. I, I think, uh, you know, mm. retirement is not out of the question. I, I know he enjoyed the uh, television work and he was good at it. And, uh, you know, he's had a number of knocks. He's really well entrenched in Calgary. His daughter's just going to school here. So I don't think that's out of the question at all. Uh, we haven't really pushed him on this because the season remains in uh, progress. And you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. He just said he wants to be the best teammate he can be. And that's where it stands. But no, I don't think that's out of the question at all that he may just say, I've had enough. He's fought injuries. He's had a Hall of Fame career. So, uh, We'll see where it goes, but there's going to be some interesting times here once the season ends. That I can tell you, his situation will certainly be at the top of the list. It'll be fun to talk about. Hey, just two last ones. What did you think when you heard the news of Corey Chamberlain joining the staff of the XFL team in San Antonio, Heinz Ward's team? Well, good. Uh, I guess uh, I don't get too excited about these uh, alphabet soup leagues that are spring leagues because very few of them have had any success, right? I mean... If they start to play some games, good for him. I'm glad Corey's got a, a job and an opportunity, but uh, let's just see how this league progresses. And there are others. Uh, Elizondo, uh, coach in Edmonton, has a position as well. Good for them. Uh, we'll see if this pays off. It seems to be well-backed and well-financed, but the track record uh, speaks for itself. But good for him. And if he gets back in football and coaching, which he clearly loves to do, go get him. Good for Corey. And Mark, lastly, one of our points today is whom do we think will be in the Stanley Cup final next spring? I picked the Calgary Flames and the Florida Panthers, and I mean it. Not just because we broadcast our show out of those locations. How would you answer that? I know I don't want to spring it on you without being prepared, but what's the first two teams that come to your mind for Stanley Cup final this year? Well, I could see the Edmonton Oilers also being there. They may actually pull it together for once, and uh, they did last year, made it to the conference final. So, you know, either Edmonton or Calgary out of this, and uh, out of the uh, East, yeah, I could see uh, Florida being there. They did make some aggressive trades, very aggressive trades to, uh, you know, back up their record in the playoffs. They were fabulous in the record season, regular season. So I probably could see those two teams making it for sure. Uh, is this the year the New York Rangers break through? Uh, maybe, maybe not, but the, they do have a great start in goal. So uh, those are the teams that kind of catch my eye right now. 
Outstanding stuff. Always good to chat with you, Mark. Thank you so much for the update. Good luck this week against BC, and uh, have a great day. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to back-to-back games with the Lions, and there could be a new team in second place in the West very quickly here. All right, good luck with it. Thanks, Mark. Okay, Mark Stephen, the you. voice of the Calgary Stampeders. When we come back, more on that, a sports update, viewer takeover, and Nick Lewis is going to be with us, I'll tell you right now, in hour two, a Canadian Football League Hall of Famer, pride of Dallas, Texas. This is the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live streaming on YouTube, of course. And you can always catch the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP Show continues. And uh, I'm going to jump into a sports update. You heard it last segment. I'll say it again. Coach Corey Chamberlain, whom I love, uh, most recently won a USFL football championship with the Birmingham Stallions, announcing this morning he's joined the staff of the San Antonio franchise in the XFL. The head coach there is Heinz Ward. I think there's a Steeler connection there with Coach Chamberlain. So congratulations, Corey. Maybe next hour I'll tell some stories of our time together winning a championship in the CFL. Sports update, a Regina Ram defensive lineman's drawing the eyes of Western Canada football fans with his game-changing play. Anthony Bennett, formerly of the Florida Atlantic Owls, has now been named the Canada West Defensive Player of the Week in back-to-back weeks to start the season. Joining him with Week 2 honors are Alberta's Colby Herford, named the Offensive Player of the Week, and Calgary's Vince Triambari, who earns the Special Teams Player of the Week. For the curling fans, there will be one million reasons to tune in to the Points Bet Invitational. Points Bet Canada is launching its free-to-play Sweep 16 Bracket Challenge today, which features an extraordinary $1 million prize at the inaugural curling event. Fans who can predict a perfect men's and women's bracket at the 2022 Points Bet Invitational will win a $1 million prize. The Points Bet Invitational kicks off at Willie O'Ree Place in Fredericton on September 21st. It features many of the best teams in Canada vying for a purse in excess of $350,000 in a single elimination tournament. Elsewhere, the Toronto Blue Jays, winners of nine of their last 11 and tied with Seattle for the top American League wildcard spot, are focusing on today's doubleheader against the Tampa Bay Rays who trail Toronto and Seattle by half a game in the wildcard race. The Jays, who beat the Rays 3-2 Monday, will send righty Alec Benoa to the hill for the first game today. Rays will counter with Jeffrey Spring. This sports update is for Edo Japan, from hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce. Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. That's our Hour 1 sports update. We'll see what happens by Hour 2 as I delve into the pool here. I love the chat with Mark Steven. I appreciate him coming on to straighten this out. we got a lot of football fans watching across Canada, of course, and the United States. Darren Workman's watching in Salt Lake City, Utah. And he says, I doubt... Bo Levi Mitchell goes to the XFL. He's too old. They're looking for young guys who need an opportunity, not veterans trying to extend a career. 
and that's the difference between you know careers and the way stories end. I'm still hung up on what happened with Russell Wilson last night. And I'm getting some very interesting intel from viewers and football people that he initiated the trade out of Seattle. So the fans know that, and that's why they're booing him. And that's fine, too. I think, above all, relationships sour in sports, in life. And that's what happened with Russell Wilson in Seattle and Tom Brady in New England, obviously. And I guess, furthermore, if they, as we say in the recovery world, play the tape to the end, you just got to go on and be successful and live your, ne- your best life and not look back. That's what Tom Brady's doing. But Russell Wilson didn't have the chance last night because the coach took the ball out of his hands and put his kicker in to kick a 64-yard field goal on the road, which had he made it would have been the second longest field goal in NFL history. Who would think that would work? Interesting, Bradley is watching on Game Plus Television. He's in Calgary, and he says, Bo is staying in Calgary. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. Well, I feel like we'll kick this around next hour, obviously, with our guest, Nick Lewis, who will be in studio. I'm just saying, this is where the CFL lacks versus the NFL or any big-time prospective league. If this was an NFL story, that's all they would be talking about for days. If a future Hall of Famer like an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or Russell Wilson was benched for a period of consecutive weeks, they would talk about it for days. And here in Canada, it's like, yeah, we're not talking about it. We don't want to talk about it. Okay. Grant and Kelowna says the Rough Riders played a good game, but they faced a team that has great offenses and defense. It looks like they're going to go the crossover, but I think about a, a Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, Grey Cup in Regina. We'll kick that around next hour when Nick Lewis joins us in studio. We'll talk about this year's Hall of Fame class going in this week, or the latest class. Stick around after this pause. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.